Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here is your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean, from Los Angeles. I'm Mike Dowler. Welcome to Conversations Radio. We are live on April 20th, 2022, a gorgeous day in Southern California, a gorgeous day uh, in the San Fernando Valley, and a gorgeous day in Pennsylvania. Hey, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. On Twitter, it's really quite simple. It's at Converse Radio. That's like the shoe without the E. Clever, right? At Converse Radio. And on Facebook, we're simply Conversations, the podcast. All of our podcasts... All 122, soon to be 123 episodes are on Apple Podcasts. They're also on Amazon Music. So you can either go, hey, Alexa, play Conversations Radio, or you go, hey, Siri. And again, they're all there, tucked in quite nicely. You can Google us as well. And the podcasts are just like all over. It's, it's, it's crazy. But uh, hey, thanks for tuning in, and thanks for supporting. Appreciate that. If you want to go ahead and email us, or at conversationspod at gmail.com conversationspod at gmail.com. Hey, want to thank our guests from last week. Lola Sultan came on with us, as well as Logan Allen. Both were in Bernie the Dolphin. Lola has a new movie out called Dakota. So we talked about that. That podcast is episode 122. It is online right now as we speak. And check out Dakota. That's in select theaters currently and coming to digital soon. Great, fun family film. Logan's got a ton going on. He plays Kyle on Sweet Magnolias, and he is also going to be in Stranger Things coming up. Plays kind of a bully on the side, not not a nice guy. And he's also on Bernie the Dolphin, Bernie the Dolphin too. So busy, busy, busy actors. Everything's back, and we're working again. Fantastic. So very, very happy about that. Tonight's guest will be country artist Jordana Bryant, and my co-host, returning co-host, you gotta love her. Isabella Blake Thomas is an actress. She's a writer, a producer. She is really all things entertainment. She has come a long, long way from the UK to America, and she got her start on this. I'm Lily Rose, and I love flowers, especially lilies and roses. Lily Rose on the Green Balloon Club, a very successful kids' TV series in the UK, BBC. And now she's in the States and just has been busy, busy, busy. Young Zelina on Once Upon a Time. She's also appeared on Shameless. Recently, we have seen her on Disney's Secret Society of Second Born Royals, where she plays January. Real twist on that. I won't spoil it, because it's it's that good. And now she's um, no longer on the boat. She's living on dry land. I want to say hi to Isabella Blake Thomas. Isabella! <laughs> Hello, Mike. How are you doing? I am well. Welcome back to Conversations Radio. You have co-hosted, man, how many times now? It's been oh, quite goodness. a few. It's been, it's been a few. It's been a few. And you, we've we've featured you as well. So I mean, we kind of we yeah. Started. That was the, the first time I did it. Was was the episode was my episode, and then after that, I've I've co-hosted you a couple times. <laughs> you've um you've stayed busy um throughout. Obviously, you came to the states how many years ago? Yeah, uh, I've been here now. It'll be ten years this year. I turned twenty this year, believe it or not. So um, no, you are I, not. You are not twenty, really. I, I'll be turning twenty in September. And you're still you're you're still acting. 
Uh, you're really heavily producing now as well. You got a production, yeah. production company? Yeah, no, I'm a director of development at Latigo Films, uh, which is just a fantastic job. I mean, really, it's setting me on a fantastic trajectory for everything that I wanted to be involved in the entertainment industry. I'm still acting with that, able to produce, able to still write. I mean, it's it's kind of all encompassing, but it is it's it's definitely busy. But it's seven minute drive from home, so I can't complain. Is your book still available, by the way? Which one? When the zoo closes. Yes, it is. That is so cool. My my little Kindle book, my little kids book. Yeah, that one is still available. Did I see you were podcasting as well? I started right before the pandemic. But because I was doing it out of the studio, I had to stop before I even started properly because I um, I just couldn't go into the studio anymore because of COVID, unfortunately. But I would love to pick that up again. But uh, we'll, we'll see how, how many hours left I have in the day. <laughs> so let's look back real quickly just for a second. I'm Lily Rose and I love flowers, especially lilies and roses. What a cool, cool show. And I really didn't realize the scope of it as your start. But looking back now in retrospect, I mean, how cool was it? That's really neat. I mean, that was the job that got me started, really. I um, Film was never a thing. It's not like my family was in film. My mum my and I are the only ones in our entire family that are in the film industry. And, um, and I started that kind of that domino effect. And so that was my first job. And I was four when I booked it, five wow. when we started filming. And uh, I loved it as a kid. I mean, I just got to to play every day. To me, it wasn't a job. It was, it was just fun. I mean, crafty was great. I had donuts. <laughs> crafty, yeah. I had. My mum would make me have a banana every day at eleven o'clock, so uh-huh. I had my fruit. I had my donuts. I mean, I loved seeing everyone every day. It was just, it was a fantastic way to get started in the industry. You look at these UK kids shows, and they're really, really good. Obviously, Peppa yeah. Pig. Peppa Pig, amazing. Love Peppa Pig. Teletubbies, a little awkward, but I yeah. I love Teletubbies. <laughs> yeah. So and then again, Green Balloon Club, really before that, and again I still sit down. Yeah. No, I mean it was. I remember being so little and just not really understanding the concept that I was on TV because I didn't have a TV as a kid. I didn't oh. grow up with one, and so my mum just chose not to have one in the house or not to have one for me to watch. Um, because I was only a child and we, I was homeschooled, there was always stuff to do. So it wasn't like I was coming home from school and wanting to just zone out in the evening. So I, I never watched TV. So I think it took me a minute to comprehend the fact that other people could watch what I was doing. Yeah. And uh, and I remember I, I met friends later on in life who then told me when they realized that I used to watch that show when I was little. And my friends that I've had for years now used to watch me on the show. And that was before we even knew each other. And you were out and about in the UK with your mom. and. You actually yeah. got you got recognized in public, and at four years old, I that's crazy. One time as a as a kid, and I felt so cool. I was like, I'm famous. I'm the coolest person ever. <laughs> and actually, it was a mum with her little boy that recognized Aww. me. I'll never forget it. We were on my way. I was walking home with my mum, and she stopped and said, "Were you Lily Rose on the Green Balloon Club?" And I kind of, yes, yes, I am. And her son got all shy and was the same age as me, and she said, "We love watching your show." And I, as a little kid, I just thought I was. I was everything. I was very cool. Well, yeah. And I, I, I will share this real because I know Jordana's in the background here. You know, I, I recently resigned from Universal Studios. I was there for 11 yeah. years in the theme park. And uh, through the she's doing, she's cooking as we do this. Uh, yes, I'm having um, to, oh, yes. Through, I'm through, I'm checking on this. Through the years, I've, through the years I've, <laughs> yeah, I've interviewed Grace Vanderwall, ran into her a few times. 
And I remember seeing her at Universal Studios when I was when I was working. I was like, Grace. And she like jumped out of her skin. I kind of blew it for her because people started recognizing her. And it's like, she's like, okay, here we go. But you know, when they don't recognize you, that's usually an issue as well. And uh, yeah. uh, country western music, country music you like? I do. I'm a big music fan. Everyone always asks me, what's your favorite kind of music? And for me, it's the same answer as movies as, I just like good music. Yeah. I don't care what the genre is. It could be the weirdest genre in the world. And as long as it's good, I'm sold. So I'm a big fan of country. My mom and I love country music. And I I, sh- I shouldn't say country western because it's, it's funny. Every, like every 10 years, country music kind of evolves into something new. You know, you, yeah. had, you had the real twangy country western. Then it was country. Then it was today's new country. And then hot country. You know, now, yeah. now, now it's it's a whole new thing now. I mean, with mm-hmm. Taylor Swift and Carrie Underwood and the guys, and our guest as well here knows uh, very, very well. Jordana Bryant, I got to tell you, nothing short of amazing. The real deal, living the dream in Pennsylvania, which you don't really equate with country music, but I guess there's a country music following there. Uh, she has her sights on Nashville, and she's already been to Nashville, and she just signed with Riser House Entertainment. They are a, a major player in uh, country music in Nashville. And they also rep um, Ronnie Millsap and other well-known artists there. She uh, is a singer. She's a guitarist. We came up locally here, guys, um, on the show. And she's got a studio here. It's, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, you got you got to have the right tools. Uh, she's got a new song coming out uh, this Friday. Uh, it's called Guilty. And we might play it during the show. So we'll just see what happens. Uh, again all of 16 years old amazing amazing artist lots of downloads lots of original songs some covers that she's made her own Um, all the way from pa i want to say hi to jordana bryant jordana how are you i'm great mike how about you doing well and uh, welcome to conversations radio and uh you are it's a little late there so i'm glad that we you hung in there and I'm trying, to keep, I'm trying to keep it interesting for for Isabella because she's like dozing. So no, uh, I am I am I am all focused. I've uh, I've got a hundred things going on in my brain, but I am here. You, you have my full uh, attention. I think this is the first time that a co-host has been cooking at the same time. Well, you know, I uh, my dinner's actually it's it's out of the oven now, which is great. So now I don't have to worry about it burning. But uh, it took long longer to cook than I anticipated. Outstanding, Jordana. You're all of sixteen. Yes. But you've you've had this music dream for quite some time, and a lot of it because your dad uh, was in music as well, played in a lot of bands, and uh, it's so cool. Does he back up your records at all? Does he play with you? Yeah, yeah, he does. He's played on a few of them. It's it's honestly just so great to be able to share this with him, uh, and I I couldn't be happier to be able to you know kind of be on this journey with him. It's an amazing combination, you and your dad, and even more than that, you're really good. I mean, you are really good. I mean, I'll be in the car and I run by, you know, I, I book a lot of singers and musicians and whatnot in the, on the show. And um, my wife's like, wow, who's that? You know, oh, I told gosh. Jordana Bryant, you know, um, I don't know. If, I don't know if you know Allie Colleen or not. Um, she's um, a, the name sounds familiar. You know, yeah. Well, she's Garth's daughter. Garth Brooks' daughter. Yes. Yeah. She's been on the yes. show. And uh, I, it was it was it was the same reaction when I played her songs for my wife. She's like, whoa. You know, and we love we love country. Sirius Radio is amazing. I'm looking for you on there. Hopefully, it'll be soon. We'll see you on there as well. Yes, definitely one day. But you started you started you started young. I want to say, I want to say at six. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, it was kind of just something I always had going on in my life. And it was like, I feel like there wasn't a certain moment when I started, you know, being into music. It was just kind of something I think growing up with it around the house all the time. It was something I just, it was like an integral part of myself, just like my name or my birthday. It was something I knew. I love music, um, you know, kind of from the time I can remember. Was it always country or was it, did it start off as country or? You know, I think it kind of was because um, growing up, my parents played a lot of country music, Garth Brooks especially, yeah. um, a lot of Rascal Flatts, uh, Carrie Underwood, all, all of that great stuff. And I just loved how focused on the, you know, the songwriting it was and how it was really a story. It was, you know, storytelling in the song form. And I just, I really fell in love with that. And, um, you know, I love other, other styles of music too. I just, it, for me, it's always been about telling those stories with my songs. So it's kind of always been country. Funny how you say that it's all about the storytelling. Cause I do feel with country music, that's how I describe it is like, it's yeah. all about the story. It's a story with music and it's, um, I'm a songwriter as well and so it's like I totally understand that side of it because it's like I've got my guitars my piano here and everything but um it's it really is it's about writing that story and having it and I honestly I do think country music is the best at that because don't get me wrong I love pop music it's catchy it does the job but there are some pop songs that are about the same lyrics for three and a half minutes and I'm just like I just switches between a verse and a chorus that's exactly the same and I'm just like Mm -hmm okay okay enough's enough now but i love that with country music it, it does it is a story it's a it's a journal entry it's a it sure. half and i think that's why so many people do love it Definitely. because it's just it's so personal and such a personal feeling and heart put into it and i mentioned yeah. i mentioned ali colleen and, and, and her dad ali really blazed her own trail and i see you blazing your own trail as well you know you're kind of you're making it your own you're not writing anybody's coattails and you, you're getting you know, probably you get help and guidance but, you know, you're doing music you want to do, and that's that's so important. You're staying true to it. Country music, really, in the, in the 20s, it started in the 20s. It was from the Appalachian Mountains and with people telling stories. Obviously, Bluegrass was born out of that as well. Um, I'm a yes. huge, huge Bluegrass fan. Oh, uh, me too. I mean, me you too. Know, Rhonda Vincent and, 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 and all those hooks. I mean, it's, it's Steel Drivers, all it's just amazing. Yeah. You know, I mean, Bluegrass Junction's on my serious radio in the car it's always on uh-huh. you know? yeah so. it's, it's awesome i was just gonna say quick question for you what are some of your influences when you're writing because i feel like the influences from like listening to versus when you write for me they're different anyway so i'm curious yeah what, what are you who influences you when you're writing for sure well i mean as far as artists who influence me while i'm writing i would say uh definitely Definitely Taylor Swift's earlier stuff. Like I kind of call it curly hair Taylor Swift. Yeah, I love, I, I, I love her stuff. And um, even though Carrie doesn't write a lot of her stuff, a lot of Carrie Underwood's music really influences me. And um, as far as writers who you know aren't as well known because they're just songwriters and not artists themselves, but um, I really love um, Josh Keir. And also, um, I really love Shane McAnally, and um, I love Liz Rose, who wrote a lot of the early stuff with Taylor. Um, and yeah, there are so many influences, but those are a few of mine. I love that. I mean, it's funny you say early Taylor Swift. And when I started writing originally, my very first song about thunderclouds, because that sounded interesting <laughs> before I'd gone through anything that was worthy to write about. I um, one of my favorite things to listen to was Mean, 
And I love that, just that whole album cover and watching her perform and then seeing how her music's changed. But yeah, early Taylor. She is a, diff- is a completely different artist, but yeah, I love early Taylor. Definitely, me too. Again, country music, again, as I mentioned earlier, has gone through so many changes and, and now it's a, like a whole new... It kind of reinvents itself. It kind of, it kind really of moves does. the time, you know? And I like I like some of the old stuff, like Patsy Cline and, you know... And, oh, yeah. And, oh. And Such Buc- a Loretta Lynn, all of those. Bucko, oh, Bucko and Dyer, all those guys. Yeah. You know, Dolly Parton. Wow. Oh, I love Dolly. Oh yeah, my she, gosh, she's, she's my favorite. And, and, you know, and country folks in that, in that genre, in the business, they're just really nice. Yeah. They really are. <laughs> I, mentioned, I mentioned earlier, I was, in Mel's, I was at Mel's Diner two weeks ago in uh, Sherman Oaks, close mm-hmm. to, close to uh, Isabella. I'm sitting there and Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton walked in. The nicest, oh nicest people, um, and um, we were. I've met Gwen before, uh, and again, and she recently said, "She said uh, I'm all things Blake now." <laughs> so she's crossed over and she's doing country now. So again, oh, wow. anybody it. can do it. It's storytelling. Uh, it really which is. is. Which yeah, is so cool. I you- think there is. There definitely is the art of country, which is. I mean, obviously, your your stereotypical guitar has to be in there, but. Um, I think the arts of country, and correct me if I'm wrong, is definitely the storytelling and obviously the guitar and stuff, but it's something about the layers of the music being so simple that I think is what really makes it country is because it enhances the lyrics so much. It's not like pop where you value production design as equally as the lyrics. To me, it's like the production design in country just is there to enhance the lyrics versus two separate things that happen to work together. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, you could take like Sam Hunt and Patsy yeah. and look at oh. their music and they're like nowhere near close to each other. But I think yeah. like what you see is as country music is evolving, the one thing, yeah, that is staying constant is that it's uh, at its core just about storytelling. And I, I love that. I think it's so incredible and, and inspiring. What was the first song you wrote? You know, that's a good question. I think it was a song called, the first one I fully completed was a song called Someday that I hope no one hears ever. And I I used the most basic rhymes. I was like, there isn't just wrong and right. There isn't just day and night. There isn't just stop and go. Like, you know, the typical two-letter words. Well, I mean, you're already doing better than I was. I I think my Thundercloud (laughs) song had two chords in it. And, yeah, uh, and I was just talking about the weather. I've got it recorded somewhere, but you, oh, do, you, do, you were doing better than I was. <laughs> well, you know what? I think it's when you're that little writing, it's just kind of about, I think, at first fostering that love of songwriting. And that was something that uh, definitely from the first moment I, I started, you know, writing a song. I, I just fell in love with it and I fell in love with the process. I, I just really found it so inspiring how you have this blank page and you can do whatever you want with it. And I feel like it's such a great way to, you know, an op- and an opportunity to spread positivity and to bring people together. And, uh, you know, even at 10, when I had no clue what I wanted to say, I, I thought that, you know, just the ability to be able to put out a message with your songs was something really incredible. So from a writing standpoint, it, what do you do when you get, writer's block because I know for me I get writer's block and I get it when there's too much going on in my normal life because my yeah. brain just kind of shuts off sure. creative but what how do you kind of push through that because I know a lot of people face that 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I think so this summer I went um, to Berkeley in Boston and took a, a course for like a month. And nice. um, one of the songwriting classes that I took, the teacher gave us this exercise where it's kind of like thinking from a perspective outside of your own. And at first when we were doing it, I was like, this is so stupid because she was like, envision you're a toaster, right? like a paragraph about being a toaster and what you can, I was like, this is the most idiotic thing I've ever had to do in my life. <laughs> but then I ended up writing a song about like feeling used and like you're always giving and like, you know, and everyone's just taking from you. And like, it's so weird, but sometimes stepping out of your own perspective and writing uh, like from the point of view of like an inanimate object or like just another person really helps you, I think, get outside of your own head and, and write, you know, something that you wouldn't have thought of to write about otherwise. That I like that. I love that. Yeah. Again, kind of getting out of your, getting out of your way to. Exactly. To move forward. You mentioned 10 years old. What did you decide? Hey, I want to go to the next level. I really want to do this. Because, I mean, it's, that's a big commitment. You're very, very focused. Uh, still young. You've got growing to do, obviously. We all do. Um, and learning. What was that point that you said, hey, I really want to do this? You know, I mean, I think even if I had to say, I'm not sure I could. Because it just felt like something I always knew. Like, even before I, you know, could really put together the like concept of this is what I want to do as my career to, you know, support myself. I just always knew that this is what I wanted to do. And even if I couldn't do it as my career, it was what I wanted to spend all of my time on. Um, and, and so I just, I've always really loved it and making me really love making music. And I just couldn't picture a life where that wasn't what I was doing. But I'd say probably when I first started really talking with my parents, being like really serious, this is something I want to pursue actively as a career, not just a hobby. I'd say I was probably about 12, I think. And I had been taking some voice lessons I had learned guitar from my dad I had been songwriting like you know writing songs for a little bit uh, but that was kind of the point I think where I really started getting serious and being like okay you know what I have to put these hours in every week because I want to improve on these skills I want to you know get to the next level and then um, I think things also got definitely more serious once I started posting music on on social media when I was probably I want to say 14 just because then um you know, I, it just became much more like this is, you know, I'm really trying to share my music with people and, and spread it. And uh, yeah, but I've kind of just always known that it's really what I want to do with my life. That's a great answer. And Isabella, you'll know, you'll you relate as well to this. I think parents have responsibility to really inject some reality into the situation. Uh, so you so you know what yeah. you're doing. I think as well, I would say with parents, it's like, you either get the parents I feel like there's there's definitely three types of parents there are parents that are yes but there are parents that are yes 100% and there are parents that are just no and I I can't speak for you but I know I got lucky with my mum that is she's 100% a yes go for it parent and for me it was her kind of her condition was as long as you stay humble and a good person, go for it. Exactly. Because um, I think at the end of the day, is that those are the core values that matter no matter what industry you're in. And the advantage, the advantage you guys have is, is Jordana, your dad, is a musician. Mm-hmm. And Isabella, your mom is producing and making movies and stuff and acting as well. I've well, walked- what was interesting about my mom is actually she got started in film because I was in film. So a lot of people think oh, really? the other way that she got me into film and it totally was, wasn't. She she ran a theatre company and she was in drama, but it was never like, let's be on TV. 
And so it was a friend of ours that suggested I audition for something. And it was like, look, it, it can't hurt one open audition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just fell in love with it. And then when we moved out to LA, she realized she really loved it and wanted to kind of direct. And so that's how she started directing. So I kind of, I led her astray on that front. <laughs> it's an investment uh, for sure. I've walked, into, I've walked into Guitar Center many times. And it's the kid with their, with their mom or dad. And the salesman's there. Well, you need this mic and this stand and this this cable. You know, and you wonder to yourself, what's going to happen in six months? Are they still going to be committed? Yeah, yeah, and, for and sure. be focused. I'm looking at Jordana's setup here in the background here. Obviously, she's in this for the long haul. Um, yep. She's got. I a- mean, what you have is the dream. I mean, I I'm lucky in that I have a producer that I work with that has a yeah. studio that I can go to, but. The the dream would be to have a space just to do. Yeah, it would be a multi-use entertainment space for me. It would be okay. Here's a wall to do my self tapes on. Here's the wall oh, that's definitely. the section that's soundproof. Here's the editing yeah. bay, and I, like that's that's the dream. What's definitely, your- yeah. It's been a it's been a long time to get this studio. I mean, I remember we literally had like tape soundproofing to the ceiling and I would be like recording a vocal and it would fall on my head and like hit me. And I <laughs> like, so it's, it's been a while to get this together, but I'm really grateful because especially during the pandemic when we couldn't get down to Nashville right. to record, right. it's been such a blessing to be able to, you know, record from here and get to, you know, just connect um, with my producer and um, be able to record and send it to him. That's like the voiceover folks, the voiceover, voiceover artists. Uh, yeah. During during the pandemic, it didn't stop because they're all working out of their houses. You know, yeah, I know. It's, it's like crazy. you know. You, you, yeah. No, I have a friend who has a little booth set up in the corner of their bedroom, which is one of those kind of oh, like portable oh. booths mm-hmm. that have like the sounds just going this way, and you just kind of stand into it. And it, it's, I mean, it's it's great. I've used it for a couple of things myself. I say, can I do this so I can do some ADR? And some, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, have, I think we really adapted to doing everything at home because we had to over the pandemic i mean exactly i had to figure out self-tapes living on a boat i mean that was as challenging <laughs> as it gets you've got a huge following on youtube social media tons of downloads that's got to make you feel like you know what this was all worth it it's it it definitely means the world to me i mean i i think to be able to share my music with people has just been so incredible and then to to see that people are really you know resonating with the songs and that they can really relate to them it just really means the world to me because i think you know music at its core is connecting with people and um you know making music that can make people feel something whether it's you know putting out a song like guilty that's super upbeat and happy that makes people smile or you know putting out a song that's a little bit sadder but that just makes people feel not as alone and feel like you know there are other people going through the same thing i think it's just all about connecting so it's really really meant the world to me to to see that people can relate to the songs that i've been you know sharing i have a question and i asked this question because actually my mom asked this question to me when i started getting into music and i always think everyone's answer is always so different so it's always entertaining to ask it but what is your goal with your music like if you were to say okay five years from now i want to be playing in the o2 arena i want to be doing this like what what is that for you what's your goal you know i mean i think even though there are like a lot of milestones i could be like like it would be a dream come true to win, you know, a CMA award or something. I think really I just want to still be sharing music with people that makes them feel something and that is authentic to me and relatable for them. I think wherever I am, whatever 
I've been able to do in that time. If I'm still getting to share music with people, then that'll be amazing. And that'll be just where I want to be. Let's stop down just for a second, guys. This is Conversations Radio, episode number 123. Our guest is the wonderful Jordana Bryant, country artist, all the way from Pennsylvania, home of cream cheese and chocolate. Yum. And country music, obviously. (laughs) And my co-host, the wonderful... I'm not going to play it. Don't worry. <laughs> Isabella Blake Thomas, who's resting cozily with her puppy. Uh, there in, My in, puppy in wanted a... to come and sit next to me. Oh. She thinks I have food on the table. I don't, in but a... she wanted to come and have cuddles. So glad to have you guys here and together. We're live. Jennifer Johnson, you know who that is, right? Yes. Jordana is one of the most prolific singers, songwriters I've ever encountered. What do you think about that? The comment. It's incredible it's meant the world to me to have a team behind me that really believes in me it's just i mean jennifer is incredible she's worked with so many people who i looked up to so much so it's it really it means the world to me riser house is an amazing firm um yeah there are many amazing firms in in nashville uh what made you choose them just out of curiosity you know i mean i feel like just when i walked in the door it kind of just felt like a family i i just instantly felt connected to them they were all super down to earth and they you know really just believed in the music that I wanted to put out and uh it it really just it felt kind of like there are sometimes when you walk into a room where you instantly feel connected to someone and that was kind of how it felt with everyone in the building so it just it felt really like the right place and you've worked with Dawson Anderson yeah my god amazing amazing artist uh, people in Nashville are, are just the, are the nicest, you know? They really yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. Dawson is living proof of that. He's genuinely one of the nicest people I've ever met. I, I love Nashville. I want to go back. I, I went, I've only ever been once, but it was probably one of my favorite experiences because my mom and I used to do road trips across the state. Oh my God. And uh, we, we did, you know, the couple of the classic touristy things, but yeah. just going into Nashville and that whole energy is just amazing. And I'm not going to lie, our favorite show for a very long time was Nashville. So it was really cool <laughs> to go and like, see all the locations. But yeah. We did a tour of the Grand totally. Ole Opry and that energy in there is just, gosh, it's incredible. Oh, it's one of my favorite places. That microphone is so iconic. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you see yourself landing in Nashville eventually? Yes, definitely. I I am actually going to be moving there in a few months. I'm finishing up high school um, a year early, so I'll be done in June. And then after that, uh, I'll be moving in the summer. So I cannot wait. Who gets to keep the studio? (laughs) <laughs> we're still gonna we're still gonna be keeping this um you know our place in pennsylvania so we'll be coming back and uh definitely i we were saying like perfect timing obviously because we just got the studio finished like a year ago and now we're moving but um we we wish we could transport it to nashville but it's it's still going to be here and we're going to use it all the time and maybe at some point when we get because right now we're only getting an apartment which yeah. you can't exactly yeah. transfer your gear yeah. to you know an apartment but maybe at some point if we you know get a, a bigger place we'll be able to move it down there it's kind of like your kitchen like when you, when you sell your house and move you know this stove stays there the fridge stays there yeah. That will stay with the house when you sell it, probably. So, there <laughs> yeah. you go. But uh, you've written some fantastic music, uh, some great uh, covers as well. And really, um, you are just, I, use, I keep using the word focus, because you, you are, your eye is on the prize. And um, you have a new song out that you've written. So excited yeah. for you. Tell me about Guilty. And again, Guilty drops this Friday. 
That's going to be the mm-hmm. twenty uh, the twenty second of April on yes. uh, Spotify and what else? Basically every streaming Everywhere. service, you know, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Pandora, all of them. JordanaBryant.com. And again, the link is there to uh, to purchase, as well as our website as well, too. Uh, conversationspod.wix.com slash conversations. There's an uh, icon there as well. You can get to that pre-save site. Uh, this is amazing. Tell us, tell us about Guilty. Yeah, so Guilty... Uh, is, you know, it's super fun and energetic and I really wanted it, you know, to release this one because I feel like it's, you know, just kind of like, it's so high energy and fun. And I feel like that's a lot of who I am as a person and an artist. And, you know, we all kind of need a crush anthem every once in a while. And, um, you know, I feel like also, like I see so many people, myself included, uh, kind of just not have the confidence to tell someone how they feel. And life is too short to waste time, you know, trying to avoid, how, you know, how you're feeling and hide if you're into someone. So I, I really just wanted to write a song that would hopefully inspire some people to be bold and, you know, just say how they're feeling. And it was such a blast to write. I wrote it with um, Seth Mosley, Zach Hale, and Allison Veltz. And that was actually our first session ever um, writing the four of us and it was such a blast I had kind of come in with the concept of what if we take this word guilty which kind of has a negative connotation to it and flip it and make it like this super fun love song where it's like I'm guilty of being into you and it was just such a blast to record um I I was saying on an Instagram live tonight one of the funniest things is we actually used a decent amount of the vocal that we cut in the studio that first day right after writing it in the you know final mix because it just we were so into the song um that first on that first session that we you know part of the vocal we cut there in the room um you know not even in a vocal booth just was like had such fun energy that we had to put it in the song it's like that though you get uh you know <laughs> thank goodness it's it's, digi- uh, it's digital <laughs> yeah it's uh it's funny that you talk about not being bold enough because one of my favorite stories is how um I got into a relationship with my current boyfriend and it's because on our first date and this is after speaking for a week on FaceTime like six hours every night (laughs) he asked me to be his girlfriend it was like right off the bat and I went you know what yeah (laughs) when you know you know and I love that because I've been someone that's never been I haven't been the type to shy away, but I love that because I forget that I'm one of the few people that are like that. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, here's how I feel. Let's do with this what you will. But these, it just made me laugh when you said that. These are the stories that become songs. And <laughs> yes. I'm very happy to, uh, an honor to debut uh, Guilty in its entirety. It's Jordana Bryant. This is Guilty on Conversations Radio. too hard to act like I don't care If I got paid to hide the truth I'd be a millionaire You look at me, I look away Wouldn't believe the energy it takes But I bet it shows Clear as a sign on the highway That I'm guilty of love, guilty so what? I'm guilty of thinking of too much these feelings just won't quit so i'll admit it i'm guilty of you stuck in my heart guilty of wanting to be in your arms one to kiss one to call one to fall i'm guilty 
guilty of it. Oh, I'm guilty of it. Oh, guilty of it all. Yeah, I don't mind. At least these words ain't locked up in my head. Those eyes that smile, guess I was buying time till I confessed. So now you know, so do all my friends And the town's smaller than it's ever been They all know I'm guilty of love, guilty so what? I'm guilty of thinking of you too much These feelings just won't quit, so I'll admit it I'm guilty of you stuck in my heart Guilty of wanting to be in your arms Wanting to kiss, wanting to call, wanting to fall I'm guilty of it Jordana Bryant with Guilty. That's new music about to drop this Friday, April 22nd, on digital download platforms everywhere, as well as her homepage, jordanabryant.com. Oh, my goodness. That was... <laughs> <laughs> we were rocking out. absolutely love that. Oh, thank you so much. Out Bella was rocking out. Bella's dog was rocking out. I mean... Yeah. How, long, how long did that take to write out of interest? Um, you know, I think I came in with the idea for, you know, kind of the lyrical concept. And I want to say our session that day was like six hours. <laughs> and, um, you know, for a lot of the rights that we, we do, we'll like after that, you know, go in and make some tweaks to the lyrics, be like, hey, we should change this verse a little bit. But that one was one of those where we really didn't make any edits to the song after that first day, because it was, I don't know, we were just kind of all in that headspace where we we're really into it that day and we came up with something we loved and you know sometimes I think you can kind of uh, get in your head too much about it and be like oh I'm not sure if this word is right and it just was one of those where we we're like no it feels right let's just leave yeah. it as it is. Here's just, a question what's the longest time period you've ever had between like the start of writing a song to having the final mix? Gosh um honestly like I don't even know I'd I want to say like two years there's a song you know maybe even longer than that there's a song that right now we're thinking about um putting on uh you know the longer project that we're going to put out in a few months um and that's a song called God Only Knows and I think I started writing that one we're still kind of in the process of finishing that one up um but I want to say I started writing that one when I was like 13 so three years for that one wow um 
but yeah, it depends on the song. There are some songs where I'll finish it in a day, and yeah. then there are other ones where, that. you know, <laughs> it takes a year. A year. Well, I, it's funny, because my time for writing is always, like, really late at night. I'm, like, ready for bed, I'm tired, and then I'm, like, exactly. I'm, like, I have a song, and I'm, like, yes, exactly. you know? and I'm, like, my voice memos. I, I don't know oh if gosh. you have this, but I have so many voice memos of just, like, clips of songs that I probably will never write, in all honesty. Genuinely, I, I can totally relate. I think I have, like, 2,000 recordings on my voice memos, and I really should delete some of them, because some of them are, like, <laughs> so trash that yeah. I would never use them. <laughs> it happens. Some of them are some weird, for me, it's like some weird riffs with lyrics that I'm like, that's off key. But <laughs> yeah, <no." laughs> exactly. I think that's the danger about writing late at night, which is something I totally do. But there are sometimes where I'm like laying in bed and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have the best idea for a song. And then I play it back thing and I'm like, this makes no sense. Like, oh, I don't so know what I'm saying. I've woken up at like 3 a.m., going I've got to write this down I record it and then I wake up and I'm like what am I doing with my life this is terrible I'm, yeah I'm not that focused to get up three in the morning <laughs> so again an amazing amazing song it's it's, it's art Thanks I mean it's amazing so much. you have your team at Riser House and you've got your team at home with mom and dad dad of course a proficient guitarist obviously yeah. did he teach yeah. you how to play by the way Yes, he did. He did. When I was about 10, I want to say, he started teaching me to play. And Dad, if you want to pop in as well, you're welcome. <laughs> what were those early days like teaching you how to play guitar? Because obviously as a parent, you got to support. But Jordana, as he's your dad, there's criticism. So what was that like for for you? <laughs> um, you know, I started playing when I was 13 or 14, and I remember my fingers were not quite long enough or whatever to sort of play some of the chords so when she started playing I sort of tried to impart the same wisdom like hey don't worry your fingers aren't long enough or maybe you can't play and she's like no I can do it <laughs> and she was determined to sort of really pick it up so she picked it up extremely quickly and probably the thing I remember most is that um I would play parts of songs. I would write something and she would listen to it for 30 to 60 seconds and then just start riffing words and lyrics. And they were usually amazing right out of the gate. So we learned whenever we did that to turn on our iPhone and capture the songs because <laughs> yeah. a lot of times it was that first thing that came out that would be amazing. But she would have lyrics and the melodies like it was a song she'd already written and sung. And I've actually, you know, I've been playing music a long time. I've never seen anybody who can do that. Wow. And right now I'd say we probably on each of our respective iPhones have like probably what, five, 600 songs on each of our phones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jeez. we probably have like 5,000 recordings, but I'd say like 500 songs that could be made. Yeah. Do you, so do you play every day for now? Yes, definitely. You, I, you, got, you couldn't keep me away from it as soon you as got, I, you know, get you got those fingertip calluses going on. <laughs> yes yeah they pop out once you know it's nice they kind of like disappear in the middle of the day but then like when you start playing they pop out and i'm like don't show anyone my hands they look hideous <laughs> uh, for me it's funny because i can always tell when i haven't played guitar for the longest not from the calluses because i feel like after a while you just adapt but for me i go i can't play my nails are too long exactly <laughs> I'm just gonna say my nails so i can play guitar because i play I, I play casual i've got a i've got a martin dxk2 I love it. Uh, I love my Martin, so, uh, a great, great instrument. And Martin stands behind their product. I mean, they're they're amazing there. 
Um, yeah. But, um, but, I, I, I've done it where I picked up a guitar up and it's like, nope, nails are just, they're just too long. So <laughs> yeah. you got to try. I, uh, I just painted my nails I last like that. night. So Is I'm that like, turquoise? I can, get, I can get a week in of this before they start <laughs> chipping from playing. Yeah, um, exactly. But uh, you know what, Jordana? I, I know we're running late here. We had some little hiccup in the giddy up uh, to start off, but we worked it out. And um, you are amazing. Uh, and I Thanks. think that um, uh, the road to success uh, has your name on it. Thank um, you. That and, really and, means a lot. And you're pointing in the right direction. You got you got a great team at home, and also at Riser House. And uh, yeah. man, yeah, uh, you are. I've never. I mean, it's been a long time since I've heard somebody this good. Um, and, so much. And, wow. Uh, Thank yeah, you. No, you're just yeah, you have a really beautiful voice. I mean, the tone to your voice is it's just it's so much as well. very, it's very it's strong. It's, 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 like, it's really very strong. mature. It's, it doesn't sound. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's great. It's not, you know. It's, I, I love hearing consistent tone because I still feel like even with some good voices, there's like cheats with it, but your voice is just very like, very strong. And as strong as the world I keep thinking of. But yeah, you've got a beautiful <laughs> that's, voice. That's really sweet of you to say. Thank you. You've got a winner. How can they, uh, well, obviously the the, uh, the song drops on Friday, April 22nd. Tell folks how to get the song. Yeah, doing? definitely. Um, On all of my social media, you know, Instagram, um. And TikTok, you can click the link in my bio and that'll take you there. Um, but also, if you just want to uh, type in my website, that'll take you, jordanabryant.com. You can uh, pre-save now, but on Friday, it'll take you to um, be able to stream it. And um, yeah, that would just mean the world to me, especially for, you know, playlisting and everything. Uh, the key to, you know, getting your music out to more people is when you get on a few playlists, really um, having a lot of people listen to it because then they'll add you to more. And, you know, so um, it would definitely mean the world to me if you would check out my song uh, when it comes out on Friday. And your other music as well. JordanaBryant.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N-A. Bryant, B-R-Y-A-N-T.com. And you're on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? Yes, it's Jordana.Bryant. Same with my TikTok. Awesome. And you're on YouTube as well. Yes, and that's just Jordana Bryant. So you're, you're basically all all your video responses. Um, YouTube's running running out of space. <laughs> all the lights stuff, but um, it's it's great. Will you come back on again? I would love to have oh you come. Oh my god! Of course, I months. would love to. Because I got like it's blast. There's so many layers to you, and and oh, and you got the coolest dad, by the way. <laughs> I know, definitely. And if you're you're ever out in LA, you you know know where to find me on Instagram. Oh, yeah, so definitely. Let's meet up. Who's yes, I- that was awesome. Whose idea was the sparkly guitar, by the way? <laughs> that was actually, I think, like the first guitar I ever got was that pink sparkly one. It's amazing. Um, so I I have to give the credit to my parents yeah. that it was it was the best Christmas gift. <laughs> Tools for the job, Jordana. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, thank you. It's Jordana Bryant, guys. Jordana Bryant's uh, been with us tonight from Pennsylvania, Nashville bound, country through and through. And again, guilty dropping on Friday. And uh, Isabella, we're not done with you yet. What are you working <laughs> on we can talk about? Anything coming up? I'm uh, working on lots of things as always. Um, I mean, I just finished production on a shoot in Mississippi. We're on pre-production for two features right now, back to back. I mean, it's it's very intense, and I'm leading in a feature. Um, it's funny; it feels weird to say starring, but I'm the lead in a feature um, in a couple months, so that'll be fun to do as well. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's just it's busy as always. It's uh, 
got some music coming out soon. Um, and it's funny, the thing that was holding it up was the fact that I, we couldn't find a title for it. So that finally oh. we figured out a title for the song. So that'll be out soon. Um, awesome. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's busy. I mean, the, the, the grind never stops, as they say. Exactly. Glad to have you back on. Great co-hosting as always. Thank you and for having me again. We will talk to you soon. And you live closer now, so we'll be doing coffee or something. I do. So. I have good Wi-Fi now. It's great. I know. You're, and, it, and, it, and your room is not moving. You're not on a boat anymore. No, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. Uh, again, thank you so much. Um, Isabella Blake Thomas and our featured guest, Jordana Bryant. I thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mike, so much for having us again. Don't forget, guys, yeah. Guilty, coming out on Friday. Go to jordanabryant.com or go to our website. Click on the link and pre-save that song. It is amazing. Um, it's going on my <laughs> iPod, I'll tell you that. That's, uh, that's uh-huh. wonderful. Hey, guys, thanks so much. That's a wrap, folks. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. This is Conversations Radio. So long. Mm-hmm.